Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan with Great Ministries. I want to welcome you to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again for this week's podcast. We thank you for those who are listening. We pray for those who will share the word of God with their friends, their family, their loved ones, and especially the unsaved. We pray that your word will go forward. It would not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do. In Jesus' name, amen. This month is designated as the Love Month, and so our podcast for this week is going to be on Christian love. This will be the first podcast in a series on Christian love. It is our Christian duty to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Jesus teaches this in Matthew 22 and 37. He goes on to say in verse 38 that this is the first and great commandment. If we truly are his disciples, we will have no problem loving God. The problem comes in obeying the second commandment, which Jesus teaches in verses 39 and 40. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. My friends, Jesus sums up the law of Moses in two statements. Our problem is with our neighbor, not the person who lives next door or the person across the street from us, but our neighbor who looks, talks, acts, and thinks differently than we do. We are supposed to treat all people like we treat God, with love. However, there are times that we treat our neighbors with contempt. We cannot be a disciple of Christ without love. So treating our neighbors with malice disqualifies us from being a disciple. Jesus teaches in John 13, verses 34 and 35, A new commandment I give you, that you love one another, as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love one for another. My Christian friends, Jesus' fresh commandment was another way to look at how Jesus wanted us to love. Notice that Jesus did not give us any options for this order. We do not get to choose who we will love. That's not an option. We only get one choice, and that is to love one another. Jesus further narrows the opportunity to love by commanding us to love as I have loved you. So how are we doing with that one? On a scale of 1 to 10, how is our love for one another when compared to the way Jesus loved us? Take this quick test with me. Number 1. Jesus' love was a costly love. It cost him his life. Do we love our fellow believers enough to lay down our lives for them? Give yourself a rating of 1 to 10. Number two, Jesus' love was a caring love. Do we care about our fellow believers as parents care about their children? Again, rate yourself 1 to 10. Number three, Jesus' love was a commanded love. Jesus wouldn't have commanded us to love one another if he didn't know that we could do it. We are to give up ourself for the good of others. Again, rate yourself 1 through 10. So how are you doing so far? I'm sure most of you have 9s and 10s, right? Number 4. Jesus' love was a noticeable love. The love for our fellow believers should be seen so that the world will take note. It's been said that Sunday morning is the most segregated hour in America, each race worshiping with their own race. 
Folks, I have news for you. There is no black heaven, or white heaven, or Asian heaven, or Latino heaven. There's just one heaven. Paul writes in Galatians 3.28, There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free man. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Jesus Christ. Again, rate yourself from 1 to 10. Finally, Jesus' love was a committed love. Are you still committed to love your fellow believers even when they fail you? Or fail to live up to your expectations? Or when they show weakness when they should be showing strength? Jesus didn't get to the cross and change his mind about dying for our sins just because he knew you'd fail. He went to the cross to show that he was committed to us. Are we committed to each other? Rate yourself 1 through 10. So how did you do? If we're truly honest, most of us have some work to do. My brothers and sisters, when we love each other as Jesus loved us, we are identified as his disciples. We cannot claim to be his without this visible sign. Once we can love each other as brothers and sisters in Christ, then we can show his love to the world. In the 13th chapter of 1 Corinthians, it's known as the love chapter. It is recited in premarital sessions and at weddings. But I submit to you that it is all about Christian love. The ancient Greeks had four words for love. The first one, eros, is where we get the word erotic. It refers to sexual love. The word storge refers to family love, the kind of love between a parent and a child. Number three, philia, refers to brotherly friendship. It is the love of deep friendship. The city of Philadelphia is the city of brotherly love. Agape is the word that Paul uses in 1 Corinthians 13. It is love that does not expect payment. It is a sacrificial, giving kind of love. It is self-denial for the sake of another. Now here are 13 qualities of a person with agape love. Number one, love suffers long. Do you possess the kind of love that will endure a long time? Number two, love is kind. Do you show love through simple acts of kindness? Now I want to interject eight things that love is not. Love does not envy. Envy is one of the most damaging sins. In today's society, the haves and the have-nots are constantly in battle. Are you jealous of your neighbor's house? Or his car? Or the clothes that he wears? Or the vacations that he takes? Or his lifestyle? Love does not parade itself. Love does not have to be in the spotlight. This is rooted in pride. Love is not puffed up. When you meet a Christian who has bloated head syndrome, they are easy to spot. They have total focus on themselves. Love does not behave rudely. Good manners seem to be the exception rather than the rule today. If courtesy is not taught at home at an early age, then once a person reaches adulthood with no behavior training, it's difficult to convince them that they are insulting. Love does not seek its own. Love is other-centered, never self-centered. Love is not provoked. We have become the most sensitive generation to all things that aggravate. Love thinks no evil, meaning love does not keep account of the wrongs done to them. I addressed this in last week's podcast on forgiveness. Love does not rejoice in iniquity, 
but rejoices in the truth. Love stands for truth and stands on truth. Now the next four statements about love, Paul uses all things. The first all things statement is love bears all things. Or to put it another way, love covers all things. Love never shouts out the mistakes of other people. Here's an idea. Instead of bashing your neighbor verbally to the world, how about taking the gospel to the world? Love believes all things. My Christian friends, we should choose to believe in the best in people, not the worst. Love hopes all things. Love believes in God and the hope that he brings for the future. Love endures all things. I can do some of the all things some of the time, but love endures. We must sustain our love. The last of the 13 qualities of love is love never fails. Love will outlive spiritual gifts that Paul addressed in chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians. The church at Corinth had placed emphasis on spiritual gifts. Paul places emphasis on love. Let's pray. Father, thank you for showing us what true love is. Help us to exhibit Christian love first to our brothers and sisters in Christ, then to a dying world. In Jesus' name, amen. I encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church, send your prayer request, as well as your praise reports to hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and especially the unsaved. Great Ministries is supported by friends like you. If you'd like to donate to us, go to greatministries.org, click on the donate button. Or you may write to us at P.O. Box 1654, Lilburn, Georgia, 30048. Or call us at 678-693-2204. Be blessed and have a great week.